Hi, this is Simon with just a brief reminder to follow us on our Facebook page, Chronicles on the Fly. Like the page, send us a message, any questions or anything that you would like us to talk about. And uh, maybe on the next episode, we'll do just that. So there you go. Chronicles on the Fly on Facebook. Thanks. Let's get into the show. And it's the Chronicles on the Fly podcast. This is Simon and... And Mel, how are you going all? Hey Mel, how are you? Mate, self. All right, interesting week, huh? Still um, doing our social distancing? Social distancing, we're, we're using Zoom. So a little plug for Zoom. <laughs> like they haven't had enough plugs in the past week or two. Oh, absolutely. I've got to admit, it is a really, really good piece of software. It is, Zoom. Eh? Very impressed. It is. Not bad very, for Very, very, very impressed. Very impressed with Zoom. I think it uh, provides a much clearer, uh, makes your voice sound clearer than what uh, Skype does. Yeah, I don't like Skype much. Uh, I haven't used yeah. that for a long time. All right, so we're not in lockdown, but uh, I think everyone's pretty much given into the fact that it's going to be happening in the next, I don't know, by the end of the weekend. Or, 48 hours or 48 hours. That, or yeah, maybe... Had, uh, do you reckon if the if Australian government does uh, lock us in our homes, like goldfish in a tank <laughs> that um, it'll be done like on a weekend because businesses will probably need a 24-hour notice to oh, organise themselves, yeah, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. We got, so, I'll, I'll need uh, notice. I need to grab all my files and all my yeah, computers exactly. and my laptops and, and take them home you got to, to get ready. you got to sort, sort out your remote working and all that type of thing. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty yeah. easy for me. I grab a laptop and go between home and office and I'm pretty well set up easily. But um, Yeah, I mean, software-wise, like everything we do everything on the computer anyway, but it's more the files. <laughs> so if I've got my like, clients, got to bring home all their files to yeah. look at their previous yeah. stuff and stuff like that. So. Well, that's bloody interesting, right? Because, look, your office, you've got files to the, from the floor to the ceiling, <laughs> you know, people's, yes. right? Yes. Uh, so is there a case for um, going fully into the cloud, if you know what I mean? Like, well, I don't know, does that mean every, that. everything's got to be scanned in and all that kind of thing? Yeah. How's that, how, would moment, that, how would that look for well, you guys? No, I think it's uh, the future. I think it's inevitable. It's going to happen eventually. But yeah. right now, everything, we've got to get signed, you see. So Yes. I was, I was actually talking with, um, I was talking with my mortgage broker during the week. Um, and mm-hmm. maybe maybe a little bit more on that afterwards. But um, we were talking about using, um, you know, having to sign documents and things like that when you're working remotely, you know, and, yep. you know the social distancing and physical distancing, whatever you want to call it. So he started to use uh, Adobe, I don't know, whatever it's called. The, the, yeah, the, the electronic signature. Yeah, the electronic signatures, yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's that option. You guys could do that. I don't know what yeah, it costs, but you could do that. True, but I don't know if the government will accept that. So we'll oh, really? see. Well, yeah, if a mortgage broker can 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 accept it, surely. Yeah, he's, but he's, yeah, but a mortgage broker same... accepts it on behalf of a bank, not a part of a federal government institution. So yeah, right. Well, that's the diff- that's the diff- shit's got to change, I know. Well, I think it's inevitable. It probably will change. Uh, I mean, we're still probably traditionally old school and a lot more paper based than what uh, I think we should be. Personally, that's just yeah. my father. The way he he <laughs> operates, you know, the good old. Family Joey business. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Family business, you know, he's still set back in 1976. And uh, not quite. Come on. <laughs> All right. Okay. You I'll give you credit. 1988. That's where he's, he's, 
he's based in, you know. So yeah. <laughs> he always talks about the old days, you know, it was so much better in the old days. And when I was working at the bank and we used to do, you know, we never had any problems and we used to do it all manually, you know. Computers made a big, made a crowd, all this problem and paperwork. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've moved my business to, uh, more, you know, everything backed up to the cloud. You know, it, yeah. it constantly syncs basically. So I, I use Microsoft OneDrive. Uh, I get like a, you know, per account, I get one terabyte of of yeah. storage. I mean, that's more than enough for my whole, Plenty of storage, my whole web design and digital marketing business. Easy. Um, yeah. And that's fantastic. So if my computer was to absolutely just die, I can go and get my wife's laptop and start working pretty much. Oh, yeah. I mean, like we, we, we got a, well, unfortunately our software is registered to the computer that we use, All right. which yep. is still like archaic in a way, but I don't think the cloud software yet for tax accounting is as good as what yep. our computer-based software is at yep. the moment. Okay. Eventually it will come through, but we back up to a cloud drive. But in saying that, yeah, yeah. without your computer and the registration of that software, <laughs> it makes things a little bit hard. Yeah, right? So yeah. you've got to take the that. computer home. I get that. So, so I, I use you know, software, you know, that is more, um, well, free, I suppose, um, mm. you know, open source or whatever you want to call it. So I can yeah. just lo- log into my accounts from wherever I am. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that's the beauty of that. Um, I also use, as well as OneDrive, I use uh, Google Drive to set yeah, up. Google Drive's um, pretty good. Yeah, that's good because you can share um, like a, a, a project folder with, with my clients. Yes. So they get access to be able to, um, you know, when I, when I create designs, for example, I, I put it in the folder and they're notified that there's, um, you know, something to look at and approve or, or you know, give me feedback on. Uh, they can upload their content, whether that's images, text, you know, documents, whatever. So that's great for that kind of thing. You can set permissions. And it syncs so well with your phone any- as well. The uh, Google Yeah, it does. To be honest, I'm always on my laptop, so I don't really need to use it on my phone. But yeah, but the backup for my photos always back up to the so backs up to my Google Drive. Oh yeah, fantastic. So, so I think people need to just get with the technology these days. Um, Yes, true, true. But some people are stuck in their way, like and this whole moving with technology. When the government, I don't know if people know that if you had a business of five or more people, you had to register for a thing called or software called single touch payroll. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a government's way of keeping you in line with technology. So big brothers watching you. So when you do your pay run, it automatically goes to the ATO. Yeah, yeah. The uh, um, they're, they're <laughs> cancelling the Auskey thing now, aren't they? The ATO. Yes, that's just, yeah, yesterday, was, yesterday was the last day actually right, for the yep. Auskey. So, so now what's we're, replacing that? Well, this is it's called MyGov ID. Can you believe it? Oh, so everything's gone to MyGov. Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. It's not nothing to do with MyGov. That's normal people think of MyGov. Ah. Okay. They just called it MyGovID. Well, they really thought that one through, didn't they? Well done. No, please, don't even get me started. We had this discussion. with We had an ATO forum and we said, which Einstein in the whole government bureaucracy they thought to name it MyGovID, right, which people are going to think is the same as MyGov? Why don't they call it MyATOID? Why don't they just call it MyID or whatever? Any. <laughs> no, MyGovID. But it's nothing to do with MyGov. Okay. Yes. But it's, yes. This is purely an ATO um, yes. identification thing. Yes. So, people, if you want to uh, log on to your ATO portal and stuff like that, you'd yeah. have to set up a MyGov ID, which is nothing to do with MyGov. But you log into well, when I when I log into my ATO account, that's linked to my MyGov. Yeah, I'm talking account. more your business, your your business right. side right. of things. So. Confusing, yes. Right? 
yeah, it's very confusing. So we're just trying to work out which Einstein did do that, and they, and they were like baffled, like really. It's probably not as confusing something. as that Ozkey thing because I set up that Ozkey thing on my computer. I, I, mate, that was all over the place. That was it was all over, but at least with the Ozkey. But the problem with the Ozkey was they had you had to use that computer to get that yeah. information, whereas now I can get that information any computer. Yeah, but it's saying good that, or bad. I mean, you've got to still log into, and that should be secure. Yeah. Especially but if you've like, got, you should it should be enforced like two factor authorization. So you you know get SMS on your phone, and yeah. you've got it, and then with a code, and then you've got to enter the code. That's the way it should yeah. be. Yeah, that's that's the way the new system is. But right, there you go. Like like now now, but uh, what happens now with my gov ID is that obviously the government knows that you're on your phone to connect. So it's it's all about tracking. So they know all the details of who's logged in to look at what, what clients. So it's quite, uh, yeah, it's another government control. That's what, uh, government control. Okay, well, look, last week we talked about some conspiracy theories. Yes, we did. Now, from because of a, a podcast that I had listened to about conspiracy theories to do with the coronavirus and, and that kind of thing. So, you know, like we were saying last week, that was the, the theory was that it was all done on purpose, you know, spread on purpose, you know, to control control societies and all that kind of nonsense. However, the new world that, order, as they that's say. right, that's right. I forgot that term. The new one new world, world government, <laughs> one world government. Um, but this has become, but it's actually becoming more prevalent. You know what I mean? Like we are seeing well, more more government power now. Um, yes, I, I don't personally. I personally, even though people might disagree with me, I'm kind of finding it a bit difficult that the police commissioner hasn't been trusted so much power now um, to turn around and say, "No, you can only buy three bottles of alcohol." I mean, it's like really. Like, okay. Regardless, you don't need whatever it is, but I need the police commissioner to tell me off to say, "No, no, no, you cannot so what's buy the- more than." What is it's one carton of beer. Restriction. Yeah. Okay. One carton of beer, or yeah. three bottles of wine, or one bottle of spirits with three bottles of wine. So you can buy a carton of beer and three bottles of wine, a bottle of spirits and three bottles of wine, or just three bottles of wine. You can't buy cast wine anymore because anything more than two point two five liters. It's pretty. Yeah. All right. I'm already so, confused. Really? <laughs> it's confusing. It's, it's like I walked in there. I was like, really? Uh, no, the, the, no, under the directions of the police commissioner, we're not allowed to so is this serve more than this. The WA police commissioner has brought Correct. these rules in, or it's not a it's not a nationwide. No, rule? no, this is just WA under our, our premier and police. Commissioner. Okay, so the police commissioner can't just make up rules. He's got to get that, you know, get the. He's tick no, he's been delegated under power section seventy one of the Emergency Services Act. Okay, so that means Emergency Management Services Act. Yeah, fucking hell. I, I, I want to slap myself by by even considering agreeing with those guys on that podcast. But what they were saying was, you know, this is making everywhere a police state. That's a police state. Yeah. Here it says under Section 71 of the Emergency, Emergency Management Act, it says powers to police to direct closure of places and concerning movement and evacuation. Right. For the purpose of an emergency management during an emergency situation or state of emergency, a police officer may direct the owner, occupier or the person in charge of any place or business, worship or entertainment in the emergency area to close that place or public for the period of a specified direction. Okay. Now, this is when WA has how many cases of coronavirus? Well, I can tell you exactly on that one. 
where West where are you Australian. looking on this one? I've got the coronavirus map, and we'll have oh that map that you showed me. Yep. Yeah. So total in Australia. Let's have a look here. Australia. West Australia's had two deaths. Is that right? Only two. Two deaths. Yes, it has. Yep. Yep. So. And out of out of how many cases? Oh, hang on. Australia, let's have a look here. Confirm two hundred and thirty-one cases. You're right. Two deaths, one recovered. Okay. Active two hundred and twenty-eight. Yeah, I'm looking at the same screen as you. So, uh, two hundred and twenty-eight active cases, and we're getting this semi-police state enforced on us. Correct. Sorry, but I don't know about that. I mean, I know that you know Australians are notorious for you know for pissing it up and and whatever. Okay, but we haven't had any cases of this. Is there any need to to restrict that type of thing, or is it just to make sure that that, that um, people aren't clearing out shelves in um, in bottleos like uh, like they were doing toilet paper in in sh- <laughs> in shops? Well, so 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 a state like New South Wales, which has got more deaths than what we have, they're different, are they? Have they implemented any? Um, not no. Booze only West Australia. Only West Australia is implemented. Oh, they have, they have booze restrictions, but not to the level we have. Yeah, they're allowed three cans of beer. Uh, a dozen bottles of wine, just yeah. All right. Well, what it means is people are just going to go do more trips to different shops. So instead of social distancing, it's like you might spend half an hour on a trip to to the bottle shop to to get your stuff, or you'll spend longer outside of your house because you're going to more shops. Yeah. Yep. Correct. I don't know. This stuff is just not thought through. Oh, some things I just don't. But, but just on that, you know, government, you know, grabbing extra powers and, you know, being authoritarian, saying, you know, whether, I mean, they haven't locked us indoors yet, but, you know, restricting people from going to certain places and, you know, all this kind of stuff, right? I mean, this is something that, that was seen uh, like in America, like they brought in the, the Patriot Act after 9-11, okay? Now, the Patriot Which is quite Act. interestingly written by Joe Biden, by the way. Okay. And I was also, <laughs> I didn't realise that, but I was going to add. In the late 90s, it was written by Joe Biden. I was going to say, that was created before 9-11 and they were just looking for a reason to put it in. Okay. And it was supposed to be a lot of temporary measures on restrictions mm-hmm. of movement, you know, and that kind of thing. But have any of those powers that they, that they seized then ever been given back? Never. Negative, right? Never. Okay. So now you've got at airports in America, um, what do they call that organization that, you know, they, they do all this, the uh, checking and TSA. Standing? The TSA, right? How many, how many cases have you seen on the internet of people just being harassed, you know, children even patted down and, and touched up and all oh, they sh- actually, well, I've, been to, I've been to America a couple of times. TSA, man, when they frisk you, they frisk you. Okay. <laughs> they frisk right. you. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. No yeah. that's that stuff over there to me just seems mental okay mm. and they were supposed to be temporary measures and all that but it's never ever been reined back in mm. so well, think i think is, is that going to be the case with all this stuff you know they can lock us away in the in the houses at you know with with short notice for for when we've got when we've got you know 221 cases or whatever it is okay it's looking like it's going that way Mm. Yep. I don't know. I just, I, I just know. struggle to get my head around this. 
about whether we really need this lockdown because it's it's at least at least we can talk about just WA. I'm not sure, 100% sure about the rest of the rest of Australia. Mate, they're locking down our suburbs. The, we, we're in districts now. What I was so going to say, I won't, I won't I be able to say. check on my property in uh, which I own further north of Perth. I won't be able to check on it. Okay. It's a different district. Right. I can get arrested. So re- restriction of movement, right, in yep. in regions of Western Australia, within regions Correct. of Western Australia, and also. We've only got 200 and something cases here. It's not like there's been community spread person to person in workplaces and things like that. That hasn't happened. There's been maybe one or two cases, I think, Mm. um, of that. It's all been people that have returned from overseas, okay, and then their contact with family and things like that, and that's Mm. how it's spread. Mm. Okay. So I think think a lockdown at this point is definitely unnecessary, and they're scaring the shit out of people. Yes. So that, and one thing I've noticed is that I've been to the shops a number of times just to get the essential stuff for the family. I've seen people wearing face masks, okay, and it is so obvious that people are standing away from each other. Right? They're scared oh, to, oh, to walk yeah. past each other in aisles. They're, it's like they're being extra courteous, you know, but they're just not wanting to get too close to walk past people or brush past their shoulder and stuff like this. You know, it's it's so noticeable. And it's just yes. such a scare campaign. I went and got Domino's last night pizza and you should have seen. Ex- hang on. Domino's. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. You went and got Domino's? Mind. Yeah, I don't mind Domino's. Every oh, thin crust. rat shit. Come on. Nah, thin crust is good, mate. Make crust. it You need a bit of oil. Nah, a bit of oil every now and then, mate. Go and get yourself oil. a wood-fired pizza. Jeez. I've got a wood fire oven, but then I've, we've got a bam. We can't light a fire yet, you know. So <laughs> anyway, <laughs> carry on. Sorry, I cut you off. You were you at the yeah. And and like the line, there was a yellow tape there, so you couldn't go next to the counter. So you're a meter right. away from the counter. Right. And and there was a shop there, and I only allowed one person in per <laughs> into the shop, and then we had to stand like like everyone standing like two or three meters apart. And so oh my god, I'm just getting a pizza. I'm just going to pick it up. I don't even have to wait there. I just need to go pick it up because I've already ordered and paid for it. Mel, to lock people to lock people away and and make people comply, the government doesn't have to do nothing, man, because people cage themselves, mm-hmm. right? You just spread that bit of fear, and whether the, whether they're intending to to spread fear, I don't know, but it just seems a, there's a massive overreaction. However, oh. that has to also be contrasted against things like absolute idiots going to Bondi Beach last week, right? And, and also, Beach. exactly, St Kilda Beach the other day. I mean, come on. You know what I mean? The, the, it's, it's, the right approach is somewhere in the middle, okay? Not gathering, you know, willy-nilly on, on the beach, your massive crowds, but also none of this, you know, that you've got to be careful about going within, you know, four metres of, of someone because you're going to be, you know, lying in a bloody ICU bed if you do. Come on. Yeah, I just find it also amazing how China's just all of a sudden have known. <laughs> no, well, they, well, USA has actually overtaken them in the amount of cases. So the US is well, the okay, now. but it's do you believe? Movie. Come on, you've been to China. Do you believe the reports of of statistics coming out of China? Uh, officially, yes, of course I do. But remember last, not a, remember last not week, a chance I in hell. I reckon, <laughs> I reckon they're they're miles away from what they really okay. are. On Four Corners, uh, a couple of weeks back, no, it was it was about it was about a month back. They did a, a a report about the coronavirus in Wuhan. Okay, 
China were locking people up in their apartment, like whole apartment blocks. If there was, yeah. if there were known sick people in there, they were welding shut the front door of apartment blocks yeah. so that nobody could get in or out. Yeah, people were just left to die, right? Or either that, or they were dragging people out to isolate them. Who knows where? Some people were never heard of again. Man, yes, come on, man. That is that is one messed up country. Well, I just find it f- fascinating that Shanghai a population of twenty four point twenty four point eight million people has a total of five deaths. Oh yeah, right. Oh, actually, that's what I was going to say. The what what I mentioned last week was uh, the mobile phones. Remember? Yes, I, yes, I yes. think I said the figure that you know uh, something like ten million mobile phone accounts had been switched off. Other yeah. people have. Since since then, I've actually heard other people in the media talk about it, and the figure was twenty million. So who knows? Again, truth is probably somewhere in the middle. Um, but also, I think a lot of areas have also recently switched to five G as well. So that could be a, be a factor, right? Maybe some phones weren't five um, uh, G compliant. So I don't know. Maybe maybe the council was switched because of that. Who knows? But I'm sure that there's a factor of of you know coronavirus deaths being unreported within those figures it's got to oh. be got to be have to have to have to be have to be uh, yeah i mean i've been there enough and i could tell you now i can almost guarantee you that there'd be a lot more than the 3177 deaths that they quoted in Hubei province yeah that's just again my opinion yeah and, and I reckon Spain's going to have a big of an issue too. You know? well, so, yeah, there's talk about Spain overtaking Italy in terms of numbers. I think they're on their way. They're going. They're Italy had uh, yesterday, which uh, we are recording on Saturday morning, the 28th of March. Uh, so yesterday, Friday, Italy had its highest number of deaths, 919. So, man, that doesn't look like it's slowing over there yet. That's scary. Yes. Scary. I mean... So having said that about, you know, not needing to lock us down, that type of thing, I mean, they do also talk about it, you know, potentially growing exponentially and it just gets way out of hand. However, it's hard to see that happening here. You know what I mean? Because but they have already got people distancing themselves physically. I mean, I haven't come in contact with any any other human apart from my family for for well over a week. week. Um, And I think that's the case with, you know, 90% 90% of, 90% of people out in the community. Everyone's standing, is staying well away from each other. I just can't see the need um, that we're going to need a lockdown here. I think New South Wales and maybe um, you know Victoria and Queensland have got much more of an issue than we do. Yes. And but they've got the boat issue, haven't they, with all the boats? Where? Where are you talking well, about? The, well, that's what the, the Ruby Princess was, the boat that caused Oh, that was the one in Sydney Harbour, yeah? In Sydney, yeah. Yeah, it was a bit silly. On what's happened with that? Are they, is that still docked there? What's the story? I'm not sure, but that was a pretty silly move by the chief medical officer of New South Wales to let him off the board, off the mm. ship. Uh, no, I think it was the New South Wales health minister's call, from what I've was read. It? Yep, I, I won't name him, but he's a dickhead, uh, and he should have handed in his resignation, but he hasn't. Yeah, but apparently now the police commission has got control of that again. Okay. So the police have taken over authoritative yeah. control so, of that. So the health minister should have said, no, no, those people are not getting off. Um, only people who need treatment or whatever, you know, so. Yes. Oh, I think you have to have human, you have to have human compassion. So well, that's another thing. I don't know if, I mean, 
Twitter and, and, and just the internet in general is, can be a sewer at the best of times. But, you know, with the boat, the boat off Fremantle type of thing and, you know, people's, people are just screaming for, for those passengers to not be allowed off and that type of thing, even if they're, even if they're ill. Right, whether it's just a general illness, that's just, that's or, just ridiculous, or, or whether it's, um, you know, or whether they've got, you know, COVID nineteen. Okay, regardless of what they've got, you've got to let them off because you've got to treat them. You just got to do it in a humane and careful manner. They've got to be treated. They've got to get off that boat. Well, I don't care the whether they're Australian oath. citizens or not. Hundred percent, hundred percent. That's part of the doctor's oath. I, I mean, I believe it was section. Isn't it, 4. isn't it a maritime? 6. Isn't it a maritime duty as well? Yeah, it's. it's, it's it's a human rights convention, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I believe it's under the AMA's code of conduct as well. Yeah. To be honest, but I think um, I think some people have been taken off that boat and you know taken to like Jundalup Jundalup Health Campus, yeah. if I um, remember the, the the story correctly. Yeah. And people were whinging about that online. Yeah, well, they, they, right, should, the, they the, should leave them on the boat. Come on, well, the AMA, the Australian Medical Association, point four six two of their Actual code of conduct states provide care impartially without discrimination on the base of age, disease, or disability, creed, religion, ethnic origin, gender, nationality, political affiliation, race, sexual orientation, criminal history, social standing, or any other similar criteria. Right. Now, everyone's been going on about Mark McGowan has been brilliant, brilliant. Okay, he can he deserves some credit for for the you know things that he's done, whatever. But he also deserves some. Well, what's the opposite of credit? Discredit. <laughs> Discredit. Debit. <laughs> um, it's criticism. Okay, yeah. because didn't he say those people are not getting off that boat? All right, he's basically you know dictated. You know, but in the end, I'm sure some people have gotten off that boat, but. Yeah, just to say that is, it was just wrong. I mean, when, especially when you see that there's 30,000 Australians travelling around the world that are stranded at the moment, can't get back there's in. There's 3,000 Australians stuck on boats around the world right now on cruise ships. Now, there you go. how would there you go. the Australian media, the Australian government or the Australian public react to hypothetically, let's roll reverse, Germany not leaving or providing medical support to an Australian citizen because they don't want they're scared of COVID nineteen getting into their into their country. There would be an uproar. There, there would be. be an uproar. Some of these people don't have So just like vice versa, boys, we gotta take care like, at the end of the day. Yeah. They're humans, you know? Some of these have people don't don't have communications or, or, or any regular communications at least with their families. So their families back here. Uh, uh, not knowing what the hell's going on, you know, how they're being treated. There's, uh, I read a report that they're, they're not being fed well on these boats where they're stuck and things like that. Well, they can't get surprised. Some of these people are elderly people. Imagine if, you know, like your elderly parent is on one of these boats that just docked off, you know, on, the, on one of these ports. You can't get in contact with them. They're, oh, my God. I just, what a nightmare of a situation. But like, I, even, I would be um, freaking out. But even um, like people go, oh, but the people should have gone on the boats. You got to understand, some of these cruises go for six months. Some people <laughs> go uh, go for a whole year at a time. Just keep yeah, going. It was 100, 180 day cruises and stuff like that. I was like, well, 180 days ago there was no COVID nineteen. Yeah. So these people are stuck on a boat. It wasn't their fault at the time. There was no crisis. Does it make? You can't sense? just jump on a plane in the middle of the of the, of the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. You ever been on a cruise? Uh, no, I haven't. Does it make you? I was you... actually planning on. <laughs> 
I was actually planning on going one last year, but okay. no, not anymore. I've been, gonna, to be honest, I was never really a fan of being on a cruise because I don't like being yeah, yeah. I've, spaces. <laughs> I've always been a bit skeptical of them. Uh, no, skip. It's just like I just don't like being on confined spaces. Yeah, and um, so that's just maybe a person. short one, maybe a week long one. But hey, in that week, anything can happen. So, oh yeah, I don't so know. yeah, um, I'd rather go, you know, on a nice crew, uh, European holiday or I like America, Asia, anywhere. But mm. uh, I mean, I'd like to go on a cruise just so I've done it. But it's not on my high bucket list of yeah. Uh, yeah. things to do or places to see. You know, or, or yeah, holidays too. Just to talking about um, talking about lockdowns. I just saw a report this morning that France is extending theirs for another two weeks. So I'm yeah. not sure how long they've already been on already, but yeah, another two weeks. Imagine that. Like you're you're locked down in your apartment, you know, because you know, in Europe they live on top of each other. Very rarely have houses yeah. like we do. But mm. you you know you're thinking, all oh, right, we're coming to the end. Beautiful, and then bang, two weeks. Yeah, two, two Stay weeks. longer. Don't worry about going back to your job. You've lost your job, no income. That's another thing. The the economic atmosphere at the moment. Oh. Atmosphere, is that the right word? Um, yeah. cl- economic climate, <laughs> outlook. Man, how pessimistic has everyone just gotten pretty much overnight? You know? Oh, it's uh, So many it's, people have, have, you know, been put off. Um, businesses uh, are just in limbo at the moment. If they haven't closed down, they're in, in limbo because they don't want to spend any money because of the unknown. Oh, it's. I mean, I, I really wouldn't want to be the prime minister in this time. No, <laughs> this no, crisis right now. I mean, no, a lot he, of people. He, he, either way, he, I mean, he, he can do whatever he wants, right or wrong. Try as hard as he wants. He's going to get criticised, and whatever decision he makes is going to be the wrong one anyway. At the end of the day, I, keep every- I don't think that it's fully him making decisions. He's probably got a panel of you know advisors oh, yeah, and the, experts, the, the, yeah. the the chief medical officer, and that and his team. You know what I mean? Uh, there was a picture on on uh, online yesterday of Scott Morrison. He was just walking along a corridor in, in at Parliament House somewhere and he was just holding his head in his hands like he just looked wiped out, exhausted. Yeah. No, I, I'm not going to criticise him one iota because I do not envy his job at the moment. Oh, Nobody you know, signed up for this. Yeah, well, no, no one's they did. Well, he did. That's, he that's, did, but, but no, no. Correct that. He did sign up you, for this, but no one could foresee this. Yeah. Well, you have a look at the history of prime ministers. Who's had to deal with two crises like this in three months? He's, it's act, it's, he's, he's been forced to act sort of like a wartime prime minister, you could say. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, this is, yeah, this is incredible, you know. Um, you know, the media, I think, should largely hang its hang its head in shame for the way they've treated um scott morrison um every time he does a um a press conference the narrative from the media is always oh it's confusing as you know fucking work it out you know what i mean shit's confusing because it changes every five minutes so that's why it's confusing and the other thing it's not his fault Mate, these are all adults too. You know what I mean? Take a little, you know, use some brain. Use some initiative. Do some, re- do some reporting and, and report properly so that the, the plebs out there aren't, you know, aren't barracking against him so much. You know what I mean? Mm. Oh, I don't know. Well, you're like, oh, at the end of the day, whether you're, you're a Labor voter or a Liberal voter or one nation, whatever, you should all come together. It's at the end of the day. To be honest, it's a national I, crisis. I've, I've, in this, I have not really considered party politics. I don't think it's mm. just, that's just gone out the window. You know what I mean? Like I know we just you know criticised McGowan there briefly, but 
I also think that he's done a, a great job in, in other ways as well. Um, same with Scott Morrison. Yeah, I think that he's probably been s- slow to react on some things. But the thing is, everything's in hindsight. You know? <laughs> so everyone's got the, everyone, every decision um, and the way the politicians have, have reacted and uh, been either been reactive or proactive, there's pros and cons in, in, in the way everyone's and, and that's what I was saying before. This. No matter what he does, he's going to get criticised. Oh, Man. we're too slow, too reactive. I mean, the AMA, you can't keep... Can't, the, the, the president of the AMA has just been brutal every time he talks about it, right? Now, it's like, hang on a minute. Like, he's not just talking about medicine. He's, he's got people who've lost their jobs, lost their livelihoods. You know, he's got an economy to run. It's going to collapse. There's a million things to sort out. It's not just one sector he's got exactly. to worry about. Exactly. And you know? I think it is very unhelpful, whether it's the me- people in media, people in healthcare even, or just general average citizens, calling, you know, lock it, lock it down. Everyone's got to be locked down. Like I said, look at the cases versus mm. the, the, the size of the population. Mm. Okay. And like versus, I said before, versus, versus economic activity, which will be shut down and, and livelihoods lost overnight with the strike of a pen. Right. That's right. It's already happened. We've already seen it. Okay. The, 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 your, 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 how, how, how far do you want to have go? And I was listening to um, a gentleman, a doctor by the name of Do- Dr. Joe Kosterich. You ever heard of him? Oh, you sent me the link and I still haven't. Yeah, haven't he, I was listening to so. him and, and he, and um, he's interesting what he talks about. He goes, it's, you find that it's all the people that are quick to make judgment are people whose job security is going to be there. As in doctors, nurses, health professionals, Anthony teachers, teachers, politicians, bureaucrats. Because it, whether it's now or whether it's in six months or whether it's nine months or 12 months, they're going to have a job. The problem is going to be your cafe owner, your yep. little retail shop owner, yep. your tradesman, all these people. What are they going to do? You can't now, like I said, in the supply chain as well. Like the cafe owner will have someone who supplies cakes to that person. Well, that person who supplies cakes to the cafe is not going to have a job either. Now, the supply chain, bang, 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 this is going to destroy. Now, your cases of, and he, and he made a very good point, you know, your case of depression Suicide and mental health is going to so far outweigh the other problem. And he goes, there's no statistic on how many people committed suicide. Yeah. Because, so, because of, directly because or indirectly of, because of this situation. Yeah. Because yeah. of this situation. He goes, it's all, and he goes, it's well and fine for everyone to create, oh, the government's not doing enough and there's not enough hospital beds and they need more funding. Hey, yeah. Okay. We get it. But your situation down the track is going to be tenfold bigger. Yeah. I think this, the, the community spread versus or lack of so far versus the potential damage that it can do to lives for, God, the next decade, you know. Oh, mate, this, this, this makes the GFC look like a, a walk in the park. Everything's been put on, you know, the national credit card and who's going to pay for that? Well, unfortunately, I think it's not going to be my, my daughter. I'll be my grandkids. And maybe there you go. My great-grandkids are going to pay for this. Exactly right. This is going to be no different than the debt that the British just paid off for their World War One. It's the same thing. British? Yeah. Just just paid off their World War One debt. Oh, apparently, it wasn't even that long ago. I think the British was the British. Don't quote me on it, but that's what I heard. Yeah. Or it wasn't, was wasn't it, Germany's reparations was, or something like that? Oh, whatever it was. It was, it was a uh, World War One debt. I'm pretty sure. I'll find out where it was. Um, okay. Um, when it got paid off, it was like <laughs> took years, you know, yeah. to to pay off, you know. 
The other thing I was going to bring up with you and, and see what your thoughts about this. Here we are. Oh, here we are. Sorry, Mike. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. It says here, uh, 218 in 2014, they paid back their, the last 218 million pounds of the $2 billion debt that incurred during the war from the public in 1917. There you go. Hang on. They had a $2 billion debt. In, in 1917, mind you. All right. <laughs> so if you had inflation, that's a hell of a lot of money. No. Uh, but is that including interest and well, $2 billion, they should just pay it off in one go? Come on. And on the 3rd of October 2010, Germany paid off all of its debt from World War One, And it was 269 billion marks or around 96,000 tonnes of gold. Who was the debt to? I don't know. Just reading this article. All right. Yeah. All right. Anyway, what I was gonna, um, what I was gonna talk about was, you know how, like, in Italy and in Spain and um, these other countries, they've been, you know, they've been in lockdown, all right, locked in their apartments and that, and they've been doing all this singing and and stuff like that, you know, like I think it's six o'clock every night they go out in their balconies and they 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 sing and. And now they've yeah. started this initiative that they do this clapping for healthcare workers, yeah. right? Applauding for healthcare workers, and that's that's all right in a way. But it's like I don't know. It, I'm I'm a little bit unsure about how to word this, or but to me it seems like it's akin to the um, the kind of patriotism and and nationalism, I suppose you could even call it. That you know you see it in you in in sports in America, okay? So, you know, when they have their playoff series in, a, in, a, in America, there's always the national anthem. There's the national anthem in the drop of a hat, it seems, in America. Yeah. Um, but the national anthem, they've got this full um, field-size national um, American flag, you know, on the pitch, on, you know, whether it's a baseball pitch or, the, or football fields. You know, the Air Force does... Um, flyovers and there's military parades and this is before the you know before kickoff of the game or or the first pitch you know is is of baseball games is thrown out by military people they really drum in military and nationalism um or or, you know they term it patriotism you know i just think that this um you know singing singing when you're caged up it's akin to that i don't know do you do you know what i'm getting at with that Mm. Yeah, it's, like, no. it's like conditioning the public, okay? To, I mean, I know it's required over there, right? Um, don't get me wrong. I know that in Italy they've got to the point where it's that's obviously it's required that they have this lockdown type mm. of thing because they stuffed up by letting people you know roam the whole country who who were sick, um, so they spread it. Whereas here it hasn't happened. Um, I don't know. It's just like con- to me, it seems like conditioning the public. You just enabling people to be sheep and wanting to be led. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know exact, quite exactly how to articulate it, but it, it's just this thought process I've got in my mind at the moment where it's just like, I don't know. Take over from me. Uh, what do you think with that? Oh, what I think about it, I think it's just... I, don't, I just think there's, there's yeah. this public conditioning going on, mm. you know, about about... Just handing over power to to authority, um, you know. I don't know. It's just. 
And on the other side of that, I think some of that, you know, the singing and the camaraderie and all that kind of thing um, has been good and, you know, lifted spirits and that type of thing. But at the end of the day, we're talking about Italy and they're sceptical people at the best of times. So that just... (laughs) Believe me, that's going to go to shit too. All right, let's be honest. All right, we're Italian, so we can say it. You know what I mean? It's not like they they they've generally got the outlook that they look out for their fellow man. They couldn't give a shit about their fellow man. All right, Italy is a society about getting one up on on people. All right. Yep. So there's only so long that all that kumbaya can last. So mm. yeah, I'm skeptical about it in general. Yes, that's, true. I think it's true. it's it's a um. Yeah, it's a mainstream media thing to to keep people at bay, you know. Yeah, true. Maybe just to get a bit of a distraction. I don't know. Maybe just since I listened to that episode of that conspiracy podcast stuff, <laughs> maybe it's just got my mind ticking over. Yeah, it's their um, way of thinking. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to think about that. I'm I don't know. I've just, I've just been skeptical the last week or so about all this yeah. shit. Everything's been yeah, driving us insane in this past week. Yeah. Yes, very. No, what's sad in this past week is how many people have lost their jobs. Yeah, I mean, look, Maya's going to shut down shops, or if it hasn't yeah. already, and there's ten thousand people in Australia again at the strike of a, at the strike of a pen. And Maya was a struggling business to begin with, yeah. has been for a long yeah. time. So, yeah. who knows if a bunch of Maya stores won't even reopen? Yep. Um, look at uh, Solomon Lou there, and his business. What are the what are premium, the um, premium investments? Brands? Uh, Premium Investor, they owned Smiggles, I think it was one of them. Yeah. They had, what is that, they had Smiggles, Just Jeans. Um, well, Just Jeans was, was teetering on, on shutting down not long ago either as well, yeah. wasn't weren't they? Didn't they just yeah. get saved at the last minute for something? Yeah, uh, it's, it's so hard. They got Just Jeans, Portman's, Dottie, Peter Alexander, right. um, JJ's, Jackie E. Okay, all my favourite shops. Well, maybe your wife likes them. And believe me, <laughs> and believe me, your daughter will love Smiggles soon. I can tell you that, mate. Is that a kids' store? Oh yeah. I was wondering what it was because I actually no, no, it's not a kids' store. It's not. It's not a kids' store. It's a it's a stationery store. Stationery, stationery for kids. Oh, okay. Yeah, you wait. You 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 know all about it soon. Mum my words. <laughs> Mum words. Give your daughter a year or two. Smiggle from the ages of about four to I reckon. Maybe ten, down okay. Smiggles, and then um, when they get a bit older than that, then I hit the typo. Another one. Okay, AFL has oh, and the, and the NRL has uh, finally shut its doors. And the A League as well. Oh, the A League dudes, oh, of course, yeah, they, they would all have to do it. Um, but apparently, A League was a little bit more difficult. They had to wait for FIFA to do something. Or listen uh, to um, yeah, so it wasn't as straightforward as oh, the. Um, Everyone's going, why it's taking them so long? So did you watch any of the uh, the AFL first round last so week? To be honest, no, I did it because timing was not the best. You know, so. I saw I saw bits and pieces, but um, I was watching the Eagles game on TV and I think at three-quarter time I took my daughter to the park. Yeah. It just didn't feel like a game to me. Yeah, it, it, felt, it felt like some pre-season um, kick-around. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't, yeah. I just, I don't know. I couldn't get into it. So we went. What's going to be interesting? What's going to happen now with with these player cuts? And and look, I don't normally agree with Caroline Wilson, um, but she was one hundred percent right. She goes, the players have been a bit selfish. Um, so what's the deal that they come up with? It was oh, seventy five percent or something. Uh, half. Seventy. 
No, was it? there was something uh, for two months. I don't know. Maybe we should do more research before we do a podcast. Yeah. Um, I think there was something about a uh, 50% or some sort of percent pay cut for the next couple months. And yeah. then if it continues on that, that, um, that it has to, the shutdown needs to be extended, look, then it's something like 70% pay cut or something like I, that. I don't, I know. Was don't always, quote um, me. I don't know if I'm on I'm right on listen, that. I was always on the side of the players, but started to change a bit because after seeing everyone else lose their jobs, I like, boys, you aren't doing anything. You're not training. You're not, you know. You know, who, you know who I feel bad for in terms of having to take pay it's cuts is exactly the young guys that are on like, you know, maybe 80 grand or something. Yeah. Um, you know, cut half of that or even more. Let's say it's seventy percent. Far out, man. What if they got families that they need to feed? Yeah. So this is, and this I think it should be um, in proportion to their earning, not just a blanket. That's, I think that is what's happened as well. The, the more higher ones take bigger of a cut than okay. the young. Than the, yeah. But in saying what that, um, yeah, I, I think that. It was a bit cheeky of the football. No, like I said, my attitude's changed. I was always on the player's side because at the end of the day, I thought to myself, why should um, the, the CEO get so much money? Because I don't think he's worth the $2.1 million. Dollars. He has taken a cut, 80%, I think. Oh, yeah, but okay. all right, he took 80% of $2.1 million, So still 400 grand. I could live on that quite comfortably. I don't know about you, but I'd be very, very comfortable on 400 grand. Um, what I'm saying is, is, yes, I was like, yeah, okay, no, the players, because it, but. Listening to Jack Rewalt talk, and I was like, really? He goes, he threw out a comment the other day. I was like, you know, us players put, put, our, took our, put our bodies on the line for the firefight game. I'm like, really? What? Really? He used the word bodies on the line. I mean, that's a big statement, man. Number one, you're playing football. All right. Don't get me wrong. I didn't see even any highlights of that game. Did they yeah, actually put their bodies on the line? Or I said, number two, like it was a training line? drill because okay. no one really went in that hard anyway. And number three, you're doing it for the charity. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So don't say you're putting your body on the line. You know, you've got a big heart and this and that. It's like, come on, guys, seriously. Like, what happened to everyone else that's lost their job? They're not getting paid. All those Qantas employees stood down without pay. My employees stood down without oh, pay. There's a there's a topic. <laughs> yeah, we went to well, all the Virgin employees. You saw the heartfelt message from that lady that when she did the last report on when she the stewardess. Yeah. You know, she did her final. It was that was. That was um, okay, so Qantas. Quant- let's go yes. back to Qantas. All right, the great Australian airline. Sorry, the great Australian hypocrite. <sighs> exactly right, because <laughs> they have they have stood down. What is it? Ninety percent of their staff. Yes. Okay, and that includes maintenance air airplane maintenance staff around mm-hmm. the country. Yeah. Okay, so I know that Qantas. Stood down there, there, um, you know, Mason staff, engineering staff, and and you know, people who fix planes and all that kind of stuff. Right? Stood them down immediately, you know, and indefinitely, on no pay. And then they went and got money off the government, I believe, and flew two A380s to somewhere in the United States to get serviced. Disgusting. How does that? How is that possible? Right, and apparently that's against their against the law to do that because if there is work to be done in Australia, it has to be done in Australia. So that's disgraceful, uh, and that is one hundred percent on um, what's his name, the CEO, the Irish guy, Alan Joyce. Alan Joyce, what a hypocrite bastard! If, hypocrite, hypocrite, if ever. Like, now, it's, uh, it, he, apparently he, look, this. Look, go ahead. Yeah. 
No, apparently he's not taking his wage for the rest of the year's time, you know, because my heart's bleeding for him because mm-hmm. last year he only took home $23.8 million. So considering he's not taking over for the rest of the year, he's been paid, for, he would be being paid for what, three months? So he would have made a cool six mil. Again, my heart is bleeding for him, hey, poor guy. Yeah. Uh, that's disgusting, you know, and well, what a big gesture you've done. So there, there's Christ. staff members that have been with Qantas for probably since out of high school or, or, or you know, all their, li- all their working lives. Yeah. And uh, just immediately stood down without pay indefinitely. And then you yeah. go and stab them in the back by, by yeah. doing that with those yeah. A380s. That's, that's a disgrace. He should lose his job over that. I personally, and I've said it before and I'll say it again, if I can avoid flying Qantas at all costs, I will avoid flying Qantas. It's, I just don't like the attitude. I think they're hypocrites, um, their staff, but I can't talk about it. I just personally not a fan of Qantas Airlines, me mm. personally. Again, it all comes down to price, it's like a, everything. A, but oh, of course. Again, if I, can't, if I can avoid flying with them as much as I can, I will avoid flying with them. Yeah. That's just my opinion. That's what I think of the big Australian. Mm. Yeah. That's how much I think of Qantas. As, and that's me as an Australian citizen. Don't think too highly yeah, of It's a shame to say that being, you know, the, yeah. uh, supposedly the... And for a person who travelled a, 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 a hell of a lot in my life. Yeah, that's the attitude I have. Like if I have to fly I'll, domestically, I will take Virgin any day of the week. Mm. Any day of the week. Yeah, I've always main, mainly flown Virgin domestically and I've been happy with him. Um, yeah. So with, uh, you know, this likely shutdown and, and the way that the economy has been affected, I mean, what do you reckon businesses need to do to, you know, to ride out oh, the storm, that type of thing? I mean, it's, it's probably business to business and industry to industry, you know. It's going to vary so much. Question, but I mean, what, are, what are some things that businesses can do? Oh, I mean, it's, it's, it's uh, right now, even us as accounts, we're like, we're in limbo. What do you do? What do you advise your client? What to do, what not to do? It's just so hard because everyone varies so much because everyone's situation is so much. I mean, some people that are older people who've got a house paid off are in a lot better situation than a young family with, with a massive mortgage. Yeah, yeah. So, so again, each, the advice you give each client is completely different. You know? yeah. Well, just, so, on, uh, just on personal mortgages, I mean, yeah. we, I mentioned my mortgage broker at the, the start of the podcast uh, episode. Yeah, so I had a chat with him during the week and, yeah, he said, Basically, you know, anything that you do with your bank, you've got to do that directly. I, I couldn't go through my broker, but he gave me some good advice. So I rang my bank and, yeah, got, got a six-month deferral on... Um, well, deferral means you're on, paying it, not now, just you're paying it. Are you interested in current, yeah. current still, bro? Yeah, totally. So it's, uh, I think they, they term it um, payment holiday, I think, they, I think they call it. Yeah, so I don't have to make repayments for the next six months, but the interest will still accrue. And then there's six months added to the term of the loan. Yeah. So what that means for repayments when they kick in again in uh, six months' time, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that that means that they'll still be the same amounts, um, yeah. you know, more give or take. But well, if it depends. If you can afford it, if you can afford to, to pay your to, bank. To keep paying. Time, just keep yeah. paying. Oh, smarter because at the end of the day, it's going to probably add, yeah. you know, whatever, you know, X, X thousand dollars to the um, yeah. total repayments of that loan. I mean, it's, I can always sell, you know, sell the property and, and, and type of thing. But, um, you know, if, if you're going to, to see out the term of that loan, 
you're going to pay, you know, let's say it's ten thousand dollars more over the life of that loan in interest. That's um, yeah. That's uh, but at the end of the day, everyone's got to think short term at this point because you know I don't know what's going to happen in terms of being able to uh, capture new business for you know new projects for my business um, because you know I rely on my clients and my clients' industries and 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 it's just such a flow-on effect. Oh, but in terms but in terms of businesses, business loans have been I think relaxed as well for a certain time. I mean, it's, it's well, I, I think this is. The banks aren't going to be brutal because, number one, they can't be brutal yep. because of uh, the Royal Commission. Um, this is a good time for them to shine and say, look how good we are to the community. So yeah. so for them, it's come across. And, look, they can sustain a little bit of bit of a hit. I mean, not the well, problem is if they sustain a hit, a lot of your our superannuation is in banking stocks. So well, our super is going to take a hit as well. I've already noticed uh, a difference in the balance of my super since uh, the stock market has begun its dive, let's say. But at the end of the day, you look at this way, you still got another 20 years to get your super, you know, so hopefully yeah. you recoup that. Yeah. I mean, there's so, also the option of being able to, you know, I think this financial year take $10,000 and next five, next financial year take another $10,000 from your super balance. Hardship, hardship provisions would be need to, according I'm to hoping not to, not to have to do that, that's for sure. Uh, I wouldn't, yeah, because I don't want to be touching that until it's needed. Well, yeah, but then again, your... maybe it's maybe it's better in uh, in my bank account rather than sitting you know, in in the investment that it's in and 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 you know. Yeah. Well, to apply, to, to, to be eligible, well, to be eligible, you have to be either one unemployed, okay. two eligible to receive a job seeker payment, youth allowance, or or something like that, right. or on or on or after January first. You're made redundant, and all your working reduced were asked by twenty percent or more. And there's so the three. Can a can a sole trader make themselves redundant? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, you're, you're, yeah, but you have to prove that your business, right, has been suspended, and there's a reduction in your turnover by twenty or more percent. Yeah, a little bit hard. I'm in the middle of some website projects at the moment, so yeah, probably yeah, don't qualify. Yeah, you probably might not qualify, but that's that's what you have to do. To yeah, you. It's not something that I've looked into yet. And um, yeah. right now, just go tell everyone to keep plowing. You know, that's no, that's, that's it. Last that's it. And and look, that's another thing to, that that we can talk about for what businesses can do. What I, and we touched on it last week in terms of your marketing. Now, some businesses cash flow crap, right? No, no cash flow whatsoever. Mm. Everything's just ground to a halt. But where you've got, it's my, it's my majority of businesses. <laughs> okay, and that's that's a shame, man, because you've got to plan yeah. for the future, you know. Yeah. And maybe it's a good, not a good, but maybe it's a kick in the ass for some businesses when they get going again to start thinking more um, long term rather than short term. I suppose you know, keeping some cash yeah. reserves. And yeah. what can you do if you've got if you a business that has has some cash that can be spent on some sort of marketing? Is it wise to continue marketing if there's a you know a, a slowdown of sorts, right? Yeah. And I think yes. And I know I'm biased because I do digital marketing, but I think that's the place to be, right? Because if you're going to market anywhere, you've got to be online. Okay, you're not going to be putting TV ads or radio ads and being sucked oh, into sixty thousand dollar commitments over a certain amount of months like you know whatever the the contracts that are that they that they lock you into in that in that kind mm. of media mm. um you know online do it yourself or or find someone you know professional to do that type of thing but you don't have to be spending five thousand dollars a month on this type of thing you know get your facebook posts going think about 
you know, doing um, videos, just bloody hell, get a selfie stick or just hold the phone in front of your face and shoot a video talking about, you know, how things are going in your industry and your business. And, you know, people just need to get creative. Do, do yeah. Facebook lives, do, you know, do Instagram lives, Instagram yeah. posts, Facebook posts, come up with content. You know, just keep, keep things ticking over. Facebook mm. ads, you know, even if it's spending $5 a day, put, you know, behind a Facebook ad just to keep yourselves, keep your businesses um, in front of eyeballs. You know, that's what you've got to do because so many of, of, of people's competitors are not going to do that. But if you're doing that on the back end of the downturn, mm. you know, because it's not a financial downturn, right, per se, it's a, it's a health health enforced downturn okay so the fundamentals are all still there so when this when business picks back up again it's going to pick up like there's no tomorrow it's going to go it's, got, it's surely got to go bonkers right yep. and if you're still keeping front and center of mind of people because you're in front of their eyeballs whether it's you know facebook ads or the other you know message um, you get a newsletter going you know send it out to your list hopefully you, you know you've started a list if not start one now start a start a newsletter database get mailchimp um, just send out, you know, a weekly, a weekly message about how things are going, projects you've done in the past or whatever, you know, there's so much, yep. there's so much thing, so many things that, that businesses can do. You've just got to think outside the square. And, um, you know, if you're not, if you're not spending time on client projects, whatever they might be, spend some time working on your business. That's what everyone Yep. Does. Get your website refreshed. Get some some better messaging. Change um, what I've said to to builders. That, you know that that are um, some of my clients is you're unlikely to get new new um, new home builds signed up. But what if you can do some small stuff in in the DIY market? You know the renovation market. Okay, yeah. just small jobs. Keep things ticking over. And to do that, you've got to get your messaging right. So change the messaging on your website. Change the messaging on your social media. Um, you've got to you've got to be flexible. You've got to be able to pivot. You've got to innovate. You've got to iterate. I mean, this yep. this is the, the the kind of entrepreneurial mindset that people have got to have at this point. And you know, that's, this, that's this is the time. This is the time in history, I think, when people have got to have that mindset. No, it's going to. No, it's interesting. What's going to innovate? What I believe is going to happen with everyone working from home. It's going to be a massive change in how business operate. Because they're going to make people work from home. Because you know why? They'll save on rent. They'll save rent. Exactly. They'll save money. Because save on, you know, on, on computer equipment because people can use their own laptop or, or computer. Internet. Webcam. Internet. Oh, mate. This is, have to pay for someone's this is parking so, bay. This is so obvious. And you know what? The type of business that um, is already set up for this, um, you know, I had a... Uh, like a, a business coach type of thing. Uh, I went through this program and my business coach was based over in New South Wales and she had a, uh, a digital media agency and she, her business is set up like that. And she has staff all around the world. All right. Maybe, maybe I think she's got under 10 staff, but they're all in different locations around the world in different time zones. So her business is going, it's ticking over 24 hours a day. How mm. smart is that? That's fantastic. Yep. Now we do. Now we obviously give another plug to Zoom, but Zoom itself and the more people are going to start using it. It's great, great. Yeah, I've been using software. I've been using um, it for a long time. 
You watch the growth in, in Zoom. If I, I wish I had stocks in that company. <laughs> um, I mean, there's not, there's not just Zoom. There's, um, there's one called Cisco WebEx, I think it's called. And they're offering at the moment for their pro plan. I just noticed this offer the other day. The other day. Their pro plan you can have for free for the next 90 days or something like that. So, yeah, check that one out if anyone's listening and interested. Cisco yeah. WebEx. Okay. Yeah. I haven't used one. it myself. I'm, I'm, I've already converted to Zoom. But if I need, you know, and the, the free plan on Zoom is enough for what I need. But if we were going to have, you know, like three people on, on this podcast using Zoom, um, the free plan limits us to 40 minutes. Okay. Mm. So, I mean, which is fine. We could, we could probably live with that. But if we wanted to do a longer version with three people, then we'd have to pay. Yeah. I don't think, I didn't, I, from what I've seen, I don't think Zoom's done any, uh, you know, coronavirus offer. Type of thing. <laughs> they, they probably they probably well, don't but, need but, to. Uh, what they? Well, if you're if you're a business person, I wouldn't because they'll be this they'll be raping it, running. Oh they'll yeah. Be, yeah, they'll be reaping the benefits of this. I mean, so. it's only twenty dollars a month anyway for a plan that gives you up to a hundred users or something like that. So, you know, on on a call at once, hundred you know twenty bucks a month, it's nothing. Yeah, yeah especially if you're going to use it often. True, true. But um, yeah, so that's why I think there's going to be a huge change in the way people work. Yeah, Zoom because of yeah. this. I mean, you could I mean, you could you could do Zoom um, meetings with your clients. Uh, just in, yeah, not, I not, I don't mean just now. Just just get it going. No, mm-hmm. no, we could. I mean, I've been doing. I've always done that to an element. Because if you're gonna, yeah, be, but it's better to do it with the video. Um, yeah, the video one. Because if you're gonna do it just you know just with audio, then you may as well make just a phone, use a phone call. Yeah, exactly. Make a phone call, right? So, but if you can, especially. Um, especially your business clients, I think probably would be more inclined rather than individuals from home, but your mm. business clients so that they don't have to leave their office to come and see you during um, yeah. business hours. Okay. And you can sit in front of your, your, your desk um, mm. in front of your computer, just do a, a video call one-on-one bang, half an hour call, 20 minute call and you're away. I reckon make you guys so much more efficient. Yeah, that was, I mean, we've discussed that as well. We were looking at it, but uh, I saw a lot of clients, my clientele. Uh, it's not going to be for everyone. Pretty, it's not yeah, going to be no, for everyone. And, and that'll, be, that'll be for a very, very small minority of my clientele. My clientele, a lot of my clientele are still the, um, the paper bag with receipts that come to you. As, oh, really? No. Oh, really? I hope you're charging you know, for all that time. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. Someone's like, oh my gosh, you know, the shoe, we call them the shoebox client because yeah, they come the with the shoebox. So they come and you've got to categorize all their expenses yeah, and all the expenses. And you know, I can't believe accountants those, still do that, man. You're no, they rare, don't. Well, that's really, that's, really a book, that's a bookkeeper's job, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, but sometimes you just got to help out, you know, yeah, some clientele. Yeah. I, mean, I had one the other day. If he, if he actually was, it wasn't even a shoebox, it was bigger than that. I didn't know what type of box it was, it was huge. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god!" I said, "Mate, no, this client's going to get a bill for this one. This oh, is just too, way too many. Just way too many receipts." And the thing was, they must have receipts for years and years and years just piled in there. So you got to go through it. You got to check each date. You can't even just put them in a pile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a few receipts. Few receipts. Well, receipt, receipt. You do. You do my tax return, and we don't even have to see each other apart from when yeah. I when I have to sign something. Maybe, but yeah. again, yeah. like we were talking about before, maybe that can even change. Yeah, we just email each other everything. Yeah. But that's um, um, uh, what's the name? That's one. Um, 
that's what's happening. Um, I think now with that's few and fewer clients are doing a lot of that. A lot of clients are doing the whether they use zero or or myob or something like that now. So they give us the login, we get all the information we need, yeah. the process from there. Yeah, so yeah. that's just the way this, uh, the evolution of of, the, of our industry as such as mm. it is happening. So but yeah, yeah, it's interesting. A lot of, a lot of things that um, the business needs to think of, and like we were talking about before, you know, using cloud for backing up things, so that you know you oh. go home and you've got access to everything um, if you need, you know. So yeah. it's just, and, uh, and you find that a lot more people will want to work from home because they get to pick up the kids from school, or yep. they sh- they'll work it out. And if they don't do the job, they won't get paid. Which would which you find that a lot be a lot more businesses moving towards a work I at think- home, as in. Uh, on a piecework. Well, you know what? When I was when I was working for, when I was working um, in IT, I mean, I could have spent more than half of my week at home working from home. You know, because a lot of times I was, you know, writing up a document, you know, some sort of requirements document or whatever, you know, whatever boring nonsense they had me doing. I didn't have to be there because I was just sitting in my little cubicle. Oh God, I feel ill thinking back at those days. Um, you know, sitting just typing away on my computer in my little my little cubicle. Why did I have to waste time? You know, half an hour commute in the morning, half an hour commute uh, in the you know at, you know in the evening. I could have just sat in my boxer shorts in my office at home, and and worked and probably been more efficient. Yeah. Less distractions. Um, you know, back then when I didn't have kids, <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> it's hard now with kids to work from home. I guess. Yeah. Um, but, you know, obviously when they start school, it might be um, something I'll consider doing much more often. Mm. Um, but, yeah, but you just I, need I, your, I, would have had, yeah. I would have had many, much less distractions and I would just probably, you know, uh, the other thing is you, you miss the, the banter and the chat around the water cooler type of thing yeah. in, the, in the kitchen. And, and you do, you do which you need, but at the you end do of the day. You miss the social interaction. Yeah, the, so the social interaction. However, that's not what you're getting paid for. Um, True. True. And and I think that businesses that do um, send their uh, workforce more and more remote, they need to have social check-ins as well on a weekly basis. Okay, so there needs to be, and you got to be paid for it because it's your time. But I think that it's very important to do, like you know, let's say it's a Friday morning, uh, you spend an hour of just getting everyone on a call, you know, a Zoom call. Where everyone's in the, you know, everyone's on on Zoom. You know, there might be 10 people, 20 people even. Just get everyone together, have a meeting, but it's not about work, all right? Yeah. Just, you know, like we're doing now, shoot the shit, yeah. right? Talk about whatever, socialize, because even if it's in a virtual way, because you've got to have that human-to-human contact as well. You can't take that out yeah. 100% because if you do, then you'll definitely get people that um, slack it, slack off. Um, you've got to have, you know, even throughout the week, you've got to, um, be checking in with people that are working remotely. Oh yeah, um, you have to because then you want to um, you want to make sure you get value for your money. You, you got to get you know as a business you've got to get value for your money, but you just got to make sure that your 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 staff are not switching off. Mm. You know, otherwise yeah. it becomes all about a paycheck. And at the end of the day, you know, when you're doing a job when it's just all about getting paid on a fortnightly basis, and you you you've got no buy in, uh, you're not buying into um, to the vision, let's call it, of, yeah. of, of the business, you know, that's when you lose, that's when you lose people, when you get um, turnover oh, and just yeah. cost, it costs the business more. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I've it seen does. it, I've seen it from, 
you know, places I've worked where there's just been poor management, very poor management. I've been managed poorly um, and I've seen, you know, I've seen people be managed poorly and just poor management in general. And, yeah. you know, they they like to use all the, the fluff terms and the, you know, the... All the big terms. The, the, the yeah. business speak and everything and it just turns yeah. people off even more. You know? <laughs> oh, yes, there's some good old uh, business speak, isn't there? They, what, they, what they love to do in these, you know, big corporates is send out like the annual um, survey. Yeah. You know, it's supposedly anonymous, but don't worry, they, they can narrow down. That's for sure. That's why you just yeah. you put, put fake demographics when... Um, you know, because they narrow it down, you know, to your age, your department. Of course, they can work out who's who's answering what. So, you know, I would I would lie about the demographic side of it, but then I'd go to town on 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 the management that needed to be told. You know what I mean? Because you you don't have the opportunity to to have one on you know frank one on one discussions because you know you you get seen as a troublemaker in these yeah. these places. Man, I, I hated. Not always. I didn't always hate working in, in corporate um, environments, but it got to the point where I was like, I dreaded getting out of bed. Okay. I absolutely <laughs> dreaded. I didn't want to get out of bed in the morning. I would rock up late to work so often and trying to disguise the fact that I got, got to work late. You know what I mean? I'd, I'd go to work late. I'd leave early because I was treat, being treated like shit as a worker, not being supported well. Um, <laughs> The, the talk around the cooler, you know, the water cooler was all about how shit the workplace is. Seriously. These, these management types have no idea. They have no idea. Ah, was that a government entity or private entity? Uh, both. Both. My, mainly private, actually. But just run with a government type of mentality, you know. Mm. Um, brown, noses, brown noses getting into management positions, you know. People mm. that... We're not even great at their jobs to begin with, but um, just know how to schmooze and work their way up. And you know, you, you're, you know, they're they initially your peers, and then they're, then they're suddenly managing you. And you know, when they were were your direct peers, they weren't they weren't that bright, let's say. And then <laughs> then suddenly they're managing you, and it's like, of course, that just breeds resentment, man. When people get promoted when they don't deserve it, and and all the staff know about it and talk about it with each other, yeah. Man, it just breeds oh, toxicity in a workplace, and toxicity in a workplace is the worst thing that you can have. The worst thing, if if the management people are not talking on a human level, mm. man, I was put on performance plans and all this kind of bullshit, and I would tell people this is a waste of time because I would tick off every box on this performance plan with my eyes closed, right? So I know I'm doing everything asked of me, but you're just shitting on me, right, and on others. Right, yep. just management types with no idea how to manage different personality types. That's what it is. Okay. Yeah. Yep. They. Yeah. It's, 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 mm. I don't know. I'm so glad that I'm out of that environment, and I hope that I don't ever have to go back to it. And I hope that if I ever have to go back to it, that whoever hires me hasn't, or you know, <laughs> hasn't listened to this podcast. <laughs> uh, <but> um, <laughs> Oh, mate, I could, uh, I could probably spend a week talking about, you know, the, the types of shit um, um, corporate environments out there, you know, because I've, ex- I've experienced a lot of it. And I've experienced some really, really good ones too, some really good ones where, you know, you know there's, there's socialization or socializing in the workplace. I mean, you don't have to go out bowling on the weekends with people or yeah. pub, but, you know, just... Just things like um, 
every Friday, four o'clock, four thirty, we're down tools. Someone go off, goes off and gets a carton of beer. We're sitting around and we just talk. That was my first job. My first ever job was at a place in West Perth, a uh, um, software software company. They don't exist anymore, do they? No, they they've been bought out. But such a great work environment, man. It was like there was none of that dreading walking in work, you know, in the in the morning. So you know, you you walk, drag your heels, and walk in late. Not none of that. Everyone it would have been fun going from a high level place like that to a low the next place where you worked. Um, yeah, yeah, that was the that my first job was still the the best place I've ever worked in terms of um, just the the environment and the interaction between people, the friendliness, the banter. Um, the directors would. The directors were human, you know. They 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 they'd come and have drinks every. I don't remember the directors not being involved in in, in Friday afternoon drinks, that type of thing. I mean, I was the youngest person in the organisation. There was probably about, oh, there was less than thirty, and you know, someone would hand hand me a fifty and say, "Go down to the bottle and pick up a carton of beer," and I'd be walking <laughs> along the streets of West Perth, you know, Wellington Street or whatever, with a carton of beer on my shoulders. You know, I was like twenty. Well, you have to do that, you know. <laughs> I didn't mind that kind of shit kicking job. That was good. That was good fun. Um, that was good fun. But yeah, you know, and sometimes you'd you'd go home at seven o'clock at night, or you know, and you'd leave, and people were still there. You'd never drink and drive, would you? No, no, no. But um, <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I've never done that. Um, but it was just a good atmosphere. You know, they'd get pizza. You know, it's just you've got to create that type of thing, that type of environment. Whether it's five people or whether it's thirty, or 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 it's if it's a big corporation, you know, within a department, you've got to have that type of thing. Where you know, other bigger places where I worked, that was never ever brought in. I never I never saw it. Not to not to that extent. And it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be a big boozy piss up. You know, it's just it was. That's a problem when you have a HR department. Oh my god, that's another thing. HR departments. Okay. So anyone listening to this, remember this. When you work in a big corporate and you and you let's say you're getting shat on by management and you don't deserve it, right? Management are just, you know, authoritarian, they're just on a power um uh, a power a grab, a power trip, that's the word. Because some people are like this. They're, that's that's some people's management styles. They just they get into a management position and they're on a power trip and you just get shat on even though you're doing the best you can. You might not be be being supported, right? I've done this. I've gone and speak to people in in HR, right? With my let's say my grievances or you know what I what I'm not happy about, Your concerns, issues, and I I've stated I want this conversation to be confidential, and I'm sure by law it has to be confidential, right? I've walked out of that meeting, okay, not feeling any better, and then someone has come to me, a, a work colleague later and said that HR person after you came out of that meeting, they went and spoke directly with your manager. So I know that they went behind my back, right? Not, not, not that they went and spoke to my manager to, you know, try to smooth out whatever situation was, was going on. No, they went to, to snipe behind my back. HR is not on your side. Never, ever trust HR departments, man. No. Yeah. I've been fortunate; never had to deal with HR oh, departments. Man. I don't think I'd I'd like them too much. It's um, yeah, working in a in a big corporate environment is well, it can be a drain on your mental health, man. Big big time.
I don't know. I don't think I've ever been. Um, That's a big to, topic to talk about mental health coming up, especially was, in the next six months. Well, I was going to say, I don't think I've ever been prone to depression. I've never had depression, but at that particular place where I was at, man, it's probably the pro- the closest I've ever come to it, to it. I mean, I was never like, you know, I was just, I think, I think, uh, I don't what, know what, what it was. What, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call, I, I didn't have a mental health, health issue and I didn't have depression, really, but I was just I reckon so, probably the, the monotony. Yeah, I don't know. The, I, was the, just, the same I was just unhappy. Just, in, out, in, out. There was just a, a major unhappiness about working in that place. And um, Did the other staff have the same yeah, concerns? Yeah, 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 yeah. I wasn't the only one. I was far, far from the only one because in my, um, in my team, everyone felt the same. So my team was a good team. People I worked with, fantastic people on, on the same level as me. But management were just, were just either incompetent or would like to work or, or on a power trip or a combination combination of both. Okay. I mean, I'll, generally, my generally team, competence. yeah, my team, um, over two years, I think we had six managers, no, th- three years. We had six different managers They were just swapping people in and out, in and out. They didn't know what they were doing. So that's an average of six months per person, per manager. Right. It was just such a debacle. Yeah, that, yeah, that's, yeah, it was that's, such a debacle. That's, that's a sign. That's, that's also a sign that's, um, yeah. They were, obviously issues. they were, um, you know, combining the, um, teams, then separating them. It was just such a, such a cock up. It was just a perfect mm. recipe to create resentment. And that's what they were doing to us. Mm. Um, you know, and maybe I was one of the more outspoken ones, you know, going to HR because oh, I was, yes, wasn't... I'm, no, not you. <laughs> <being> <laughs> uh, and yeah. And, and in the end it worked against me. They got, they, you know, they, they turfed me out. They gave me the golden handshake, which was great, mate. Best day, the best day of working in that place was when, when they gave me a redundancy, I was doing cartwheels out the door. It was, I was so elated. All right. It was the best. It was perfect. I was so happy about it. Yeah. Mm, yeah. No, nah, I'm hearing you. Yeah. Um, but, but just going back to my other colleagues that, you know, I, I used to call um, people that were on my level, the foot soldiers, <laughs> we, were the foot, <laughs> we were the foot soldiers, right? The shit kickers. Um, yeah. And we're, we're qualified, you know, qualified and people with degrees in, 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 you know, working in IT, you know, and just, you know, being, being treated like shit. Um, but we would always talk amongst each other and we were all on the same page about, you know, how disgruntled we were with the, the work environment. Um, but we all had each other's backs in my team. I know that. I know that there was no one that would go behind anyone's back or anything like that because we were all in the same all in the same boat. Well, you, you, you're probably all experiencing the same feelings, same concerns, Definitely same right. emotions. Absolutely. The same. 100%. But at the end of the, the day, job security was an issue at the time. Um, nobody wanted to, you know, put their head above the parapet and get shot in the eyes. And um, I think I remember which which place that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I won't look. It's, um, I can't say your name, but I won't I name recall. it. But it was a very large organisation. And it's nothing to do. Look, I, I don't blame the organisation. Oh, oh. You know what? I, it is an organisational thing. No, it comes, it's, 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 it starts it's with a cultural, the CEO. It's, right. it's a cultural. It's a cultural issue that's come from yep. stem from the top. But the funny now, thing the problem is, is, the funny thing is yeah. in that place, Mel, is that it wasn't every department with within the organisation because I was hearing things from other departments, um, like marketing, for example. People were happy as Larry, mate. People were loving their jobs, and I yeah. was scratching my head. Like, 
Okay, maybe it was just uh, maybe it was just IT that that was just yeah, the downer. And, and, and my experience, IT. I know a few people with IT, and they all have the same issues. IT managers are very unique people. Is how the other word? And you can't. How do you mean? They're very, very power trippy. Um, I can speak for one of my clients from. No, very, very well. And he had an issue. Like the the organisation, again, I won't mention his name, very affluent organisation. And the issues he had with his superior manager was incredible. Yeah, everyone else was happy as Larry in their business. Just that department, he was like a cancer, you know. And, and the, the thing itself is, well, this particular person only lasted three or four years at this job. And when he left, they went through four blokes in like six months. What does that tell you? Yeah. It tells you there's an issue with your management structure. You know, you like the CEOs of the corporation should have said, okay, there's obviously an issue here. We cannot be losing blokes like this all the time. No, I totally agree. Yeah, okay, yeah, don't get me wrong. There's people that are not going to last, they're not going to work. But if you start losing four people in six months, there's obviously not an issue with, you know, there's not, there's obviously an issue with the person who's managing them. Yeah, yeah. Well, when they, so this place, when they made me redundant, I wasn't the only one. I think there were, I think there were two others at the time, but there had been people previous to that. Um, So, you know, it was something that we'd seen coming and I was, I was hoping for it, you know, because I didn't want to just quit. Um, You know, I wanted to, I wanted to get redundant and walk away with some money. Um, And luckily that happened. And then after me, uh, I heard that other people had, had left, whether they'd been, I don't know, given redundancies or, or just left off their own accord. I'm not sure, but yeah, as far as I know, it's a completely different in um, landscape there now. Like the workforce is is quite different from what I've heard. Um, Better in nature from what you. I don't know. I, I've got no idea about the the culture whether that's changed, but just a lot of good people have left. A lot of a lot of good workers have left. That's that's a shame. Yeah, as definitely. A, as a definitely. Because a lot of you're only as good as the staff, so. Mm, yeah, I mean, quite, uh, there was a the, a very big disconnect between um, the IT department and the CEO. The CEO would come around, I don't know, once a year, twice a year. You might see him. I yeah, don't know. Like, like I was saying to you before, see the CEO in the, it's the not, it's IT not department. His. It's it's a, the, the IT department. I, I believe, in my opinion, again, don't quote me. Um, I think it's seen as a non-essential, just a service that's part of the company. IT department. It's not. It's, 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 it's not a money making. It's not a money making. It's not a money making department. It's an expense department. Yes, true. It was, it was always. So it's not seen to, as someone. It's always. It's always fine to get its own recognition. It was always fighting to get projects out of the rest of the departments within the organisation. Okay. There. So there. you're answering my. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So if you look at every every company's got a major IT department, yeah. they've always got the same sort of issue, right? Because it's not like the sales department, they're sort of all go and we've got to look after them, we've got to massage them because they're the ones that if we don't get the sales, then, yeah. then uh, you know, we're not going to operate. They're, they're seen as an integral part of the business hmm. or the accounts department because they're chasing the money or, yeah. or, you know, compared to, you know, like the marketing department because they're advertising. It's, IT is just, ah, oh, we need it because we need the computers fixed. Yeah. And then it's like, what do you mean? I've just we've got all these computers. I mean, we've got all these laptops, all these monitors, and well, that's only that's only that's only one side of IT. You know, yeah, but, the, but the in infrastructure general, like, side, infrastructure. I'm talking in general. Like, why do we have to go spend all this money on cabling and 
that's all I've seen, like talking to people and, and in the industry itself. It's always seen as, as a, it's, not, it's not a revenue-generating department mm. is what I'm trying to say. You know, that is an integral well, not, role. Not, not that infrastructure side, but then, you know, the, the project side, which is where I was working in, was, you know, working on, on new software and, and that type of thing, you know, in, in-house software and, um, you know, creating, testing, analyzing, all yeah. that kind of stuff. And right? then, so that's, yeah, but, you're, but that, again, that you're doing... is still indirectly, but that is, um, you know... Yeah, but okay, you're, you're creating software that will probably put someone out of a job. So I don't think mm, that you'll no. be looked too, too highly in no, no, some no, software. No, no, no. Software in, that in, people in, use to to manage their own jobs, you know. To yeah, they, okay. They, but to manage their jobs, so you manage them more efficiently. You don't need two people doing the job. Maybe you need one person doing their job now. Not everything is about automating. Not everything in IT and, and software is about automating things so that people are out of jobs. It's about helping people in current jobs do things more more efficiently. It's not... Um, yeah, we, we, efficiently means... No. Yeah. No. I mean, if you know, sometimes you just need... Like, like accounting software, right? Yeah. If, you don't, if you don't have... What's an accounting software these days? What do you use? Zero. Zero. Okay. If you don't use zero and you've got no accounting software to use... Does that mean you're going to hire someone to? No, you know what I mean. But it does make, but it does make my life easier. You need, you need some sort of software to do your job. Yes, you need software. What I'm saying is, if the client didn't have zero, then they would have the shoebox theory. You understand? So we're eliminating the shoebox. Okay, but what I'm saying is, not all software is about you know um, automating things to to prevent people from having jobs. Not so much it's about efficiencies. Yes, you create efficiencies, and unfortunately, part of efficiency sometimes is there is redundancy, you know? Yeah. The oh. Jobs have become redundant due to efficiency. Yep. Uh, yeah. That's just the nature of, that's just the circle of life, you know? That's mm. the circle of, of employment. I mean, the jobs that were around 100 years ago are not around today. Yes. Yeah, the majority of jobs, you know? Right. There'll be very few jobs. Like, when was the last blacksmith you ever heard of? Doesn't exist. What do they do? What did they do? Blacksmith. They used to make stuff out of iron. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. But who does that? <laughs> Blacksmith, never heard of one. I'm sure there's one in WA somewhere, but... Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm very glad that um, I, you know, I now have my own business, my own clients, um, you know, go off to see clients. I love doing that, mm-hmm. going out to see clients mm-hmm. and, and you know, talking about their businesses and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, it's, it's hard work. Every, oh. you know, every dollar's a scrap. Right, yeah. you've got to scrap for it at, at, at times like this. So not always, but you know, at times like this, it's and it's hard work. It but wouldn't be business if it was easy, would it? Yeah, it's satisfying. It's much more. I get much more satisfaction out of it, and I'm always thinking of ways to try and be more efficient, to learn, um, to get better at you know um, at how I do things. You know, so you know, doing doing web development. I don't want to be doing every every piece of web development. I want to hire people and I've started doing that. So, you know, now I've got a guy who's doing designs and, um, and actually developing, you know, putting web websites together. So, and it's not like he does every bit of that. I still do bits and pieces of it, but now I've got a bit more time to concentrate on trying to find new clients and, um, you know, working on business development. Uh, um, I've got a guy doing some Facebook marketing for me and getting in those leads for, for clients. Um, yeah, it's, you know, and it's not 
all smooth sailing, you know, just, it's not like you can just go here, you know, you do this for me. You still got to, man- you, I'm still a project manager, basically. I'm managing those, those, those projects between the client and the, you know, the provider, um, as well as trying to do, you know, the odd bit of marketing here and there. And, you know, that's something that I would like to get more consistent on. Um, some marketing around so my own social media and things like that. I think I'm pretty good at it with doing other people's, but finding the time to do my own is, is the issue. So, you know, it's all, it's all small steps, but I'm loving it, you know. Um, yeah, it's great. And when you, when you find that really good client who is not calling you 10 times a day and, you know, is just is happy to be guided, you know, and, yeah. and that type of thing, yeah, it's, you know, finding really good clients is really satisfying in, when you're running your own business, that's for sure. True, true then, true. True. Oh, well. All right. What do you do? We've uh, given it a good run this morning. Yeah, we'll we'll give it a, have given it time to wrap it up now. Yeah, yeah. Gee, it's lunchtime. <laughs> All right. Well, what are we? Is that episode? Food. Is that, Is it episode three or four or five? Four. 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 Man, I'm four. losing track. Yeah, four. All right, that was a good one. Covered covered a lot of good stuff. So uh, yeah, I'm sure uh, I'll talk to you during the week. Cause no worries. That's another thing. People probably probably wouldn't realise. <laughs> We can we could probably spend two hours on a podcast every week, but in between that, we're still <laughs> we still talk heaps on the phone. Trying, well. so we're still trying to solve the world's problems. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I'm sure I'll talk to you soon. Even if All right, uh, buddy. I'm not going to see you soon. <laughs> social <laughs> distancing. Oh, that is best, mate. Some people trying to say no, it's not social because we still need to be social. It's physical distancing. Okay, physical distancing. All right. All right. All right. No worries. Ciao. Ciao. Ciao.